0: Welcome to Mystics and Broomsticks Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. Just recently, I had the distinct pleasure and opportunity to be a guest on someone else's podcast. So that was a really nice change of pace. I was on The Spiritualist with Rebecca Meisel, and she is such a lovely human being. It was a really great conversation, albeit... I went through my blurbs of feeling like low-key uncomfortable because I I just, when I am on someone else's, like in someone else's space, I want to be so respectful and I can talk, you guys know, I can talk like a son of a gun and I can just go off on things. And I don't want to be the guy that is not leaving room for other people to speak, but heaven help me. I am sometimes. And so anyways, Outside of my own clunky contributions, it was a really great chat and we were able to talk a lot about tarot and... Um just the intuitive process. And so, uh, it's with great pleasure that I'm sharing that episode with you here. You can also, of course, and I encourage you to go check out Rebecca's podcast, the spiritualist, give her a follow, check out other episodes. Um, she herself is a really talented practitioner. She has a book, which is super cool. Um, so definitely go look into what she's got going on. And, uh, without further ado, here is the episode that I was included on Rebecca's podcast.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode on The Spiritualist. My name is Rebecca Meisel, your host, and today I'm super excited to welcome Tanya Ryan, who is an amazing tarot reader and intuitive on the show today. Welcome, Tanya. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Uh, I'm excited you're here as well. So would you be able to share a little bit with our listeners today, a little bit about what
0: you do and your expertise? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I have lived many lives in the world of career, but for the sake of keeping it concise, let's go with today. I'm a tarot reader. (laughs) And uh, so I, I read tarot and I teach people to read tarot, especially through uh, like by way of inter- or intuitive reading. Mm-hmm. So anyone in the world can learn tarot and there's many different approaches to it. But just my favorite, and in my opinion, the most efficient is to read intuitively. So I like, my favorite thing about that is that we all have busy lives and we all have things to do. And it's not necessarily possible for someone to go in and memorize and study and learn for years on end before they start reading tarot. That And that's how it can feel when you start looking into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I like to show people kind of the, the tips and hacks and shortcuts and the things that you can do to get reading right away. And then you can start reading for people or for yourself. And then you just develop as you learn more, it just increases. So I usually compare it to reading. Like when you're a kid, you read books that are like, see Jane run, Jane runs fast. And tarot is the same. You kind of have these messages that are very small and very you know, not that life changing or moving and they slowly start to increase and get more detail and more information as you go.
1: Amazing. I love that approach. Like that's very much my approach to card readings as well, because sometimes it's so easy to pull a card. And if you're new to it, it's like, oh, this is what it means, but it could mean so many other things as well, depending on what you're feeling intuitively. So I love that you are teaching people to really tap into their intuitive abilities. Like that's something I'm so passionate about. So that's amazing. So yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always so amazing to me when you have like new students and the way they light up when it's like, Oh, it's actually, I was right with that. Or, Oh, I actually had this hunch and that's what it means. And it's so exciting to see people really learn, um, how to use their cards in a really organic way. So Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I would love if you could explain to some of our newbies to tarot, like what are your tips when you're first starting, like, what are some tips and tricks that you would recommend to get started?
0: Uh, so a brand brand newbie is, um, is, is the first thing I say, cause I get asked a lot too, is like, what's a good starter deck or what's a good beginner deck. And so, um, my first step is get a deck you really love, like get a deck where you love the art. You love the pictures. You love to look at it. You love to touch it. Like whatever it is, as long as you feel like really drawn to that deck, um, that's a really, really great starting point. There are some decks that are a little easier or harder to read. Um, but for the most part, they're, they're not. Um, but also make sure that you've seen more than one card. So if you're out buying a deck, um, a really easy hack for that too is to just go on to Google, like Google Images, the name of the deck. So if you're holding one and they don't have a... Most stores will have like a sampler of all decks. They'll have an open package that you can look through. Um, But if they don't have that, then go on Google, Google image search, and see if you can see as many cards as you can and make sure that you like more than just a few cards. Because that's sometimes a tricky thing As we see a deck and we're like, this is so cool. And then we see the whole deck and we're like, oh, just kidding. This isn't what I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Yes. So. Finding a deck that you really enjoy spending time with, I think makes you just want to go to the deck more. It makes you want to look at the images more. It makes you want to look into the images more. And the tarot deck creators, like hats off to artists because they're doing so much. There's just so many, like I have decks that to this day, like even my like original, I started on the Rider Waite Smith, which is a really popular uh, classic tarot deck. And there are to this day, people will be like, what's this mean or whatever on the card? And I'm like, I have never seen that before in my life. And I use that deck <laughs> for like three years straight. So it's really crazy how there's like all these like little things that are woven in. Another artist I love is Paulina Cassidy. She's Canadian and she has a bunch of different decks and her style is more, it's not for everybody. It's like really whimsy. And I find it really appeals to like that inner child sort of thing. Um, But I really enjoy her decks because she has so much fine detail in her cards. And I just find that I, it's infinite. Like I can't, there's an endless well of like the things that I can draw from her decks. So um, anyways, that said, it's not for everybody because sometimes those details can feel overwhelming. So find a deck that really fits for you.
1: That's awesome. I think that's so true because like some of us, when we're first starting, once again, we We want to have, like, this is how you do it. And those steps, I know some people are like very rigid that way. It's like, I need to follow it exactly. Right. And we might find in the end, we might not resonate with that deck. So I love how you kind of made that point as well. Like, really trust your intuition with what deck you really want to move forward with and you feel called to do. It's supposed to be fun.
0: Right. It's like, it should be fun. Oh, I think it should be fun, but that's one of my intentions. And then there's this myth going around that you can't buy your own tarot deck. Like there people will oh, say, I haven't heard that one. have you not? Oh, it's like, it annoys me to no end because I am such a firm believer that you should be able to have a deck that you love and not always, are you going to be gifted something that's totally your style? So you can definitely buy your own tarot deck if you've heard that myth. And, um, I'm so scared. I'm going to talk too much. So I like keep no, pausing. No, I love so it. Gonna...
1: <laughs> no, no, I love it.
0: Don't Is ever it too much. It? You're going to have to stop me because I can talk for like a lot. Um,
1: no, that's perfect. That's what you're here <laughs> for. You're here to talk. So don't worry. I love this. But I the think other, that's
0: important for sure. Sorry. See, I was like, I know I'm cutting you off. The other thing I would say is uh, that I think it makes uh, the deck feel a little bit more digestible because there's 78 cards. And if you read reversals, then you are reading, what is that? 156 different translations of the way that that card works and again memorization i did it i did the memorizing thing i don't recommend it it's still Mm -hmm. it's been helpful it's been useful there's no wrong way to learn tarot but uh it just is very time consuming and tedious um so the other thing i'll get people to do is um separate the deck into five suits so you have kind of like these two suits and I, I use my hand as an analogy so you've got a thumb and four fingers and they're kind of like separated. So you've got your thumb is like the major arcana and then the minor arcana are your four fingers, which is sl- split into four suits. And so it's sort of like you're learning five suits. And when you understand the suits, then it makes it a little easier to understand each individual card because they're kind of like a subset of those suits. So you mentioned before we started recording, I was doing this series, which I technically I'm still doing. I just, you know, I I got kids and it gets busy around here sometimes. Yeah. Um, But I was archetyping. I I do archetypes for the suits. So I do, uh, I share memes and I share videos and usually I'm making fun of them because that's the most fun thing to do. But separating the four minor arcana suits into archetypes has also really helped me so that when a number comes up or a an image in the deck that, and I'm like, okay, well, I know it's going to have these themes from this archetype. So that's like the theme of what we're looking at. And then I look in the card and kind of go, okay, what what am I picking up in this card specifically as it relates to these themes? And sometimes that helps it not feel quite so big, vast, overwhelming, and like, again, remembering everything.
1: That's awesome. I think that's the biggest thing when you're approaching tarot is it can be so intimidating and just take that pressure off, you know? And once again, it's like, follow your intuition. That was so big for me when I first started doing anything spiritual. Once again, I was so afraid that I was going to do something wrong or like grab the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. And one thing I really learned in my journey, it's like, just trust your intuition. Even when you go to use the cards, just use it, right? Just trust yourself. And I think that's sometimes the leap you got to take, but I really love how you're breaking it down because it's like, if you want to get more technical and be like, okay, what does this immediately mean? It's amazing to have that background knowledge with it and have fun with it, right? So would you do us the honor of that? Like, would you be able to take us through like those four different um, categories and let us know a little bit like the cups, the wands? What does that all mean for us newbies?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, and if I'm talking too much, you're gonna have to stop me. Okay? No problem. Can, like, <laughs> no, on. we got time. Okay, so the I, I like to make this like little preface as well. Um these are the cups according to Tanya or these are the the suits according to Tanya. It's and this is how I have come to learn them. So Your experience with tarot is like this very much collaborative, um, and I kind of have like joked with people, it's sort of like you're writing a contract with your interaction with the deck. And so if you assign like, hey, this is what wands means, you assign that and the deck goes, okay, and then, and then it kind of like works collaboratively and you'll also notice later because at first it sort of starts with you assigning the meanings and later as you kind of advance you'll notice that the deck bounces back at you because you're going oh that doesn't that doesn't work for what I've assigned and the deck will teach you back well it also can mean this like Mm -hmm. so it becomes this really cool relationship um and I don't think that the deck is sentient by any means but it there is something going on where it's this this collaboration and it's just it's really cool so you can Um, you can assign meanings. And this is why I like to tell people to get away from memorization because um, your assigned meanings tend to have more gravity, like more and more detail and more um, meaning. So for instance, and this is not the best example, but when the page of cups comes up in my deck, the page of cups very early in my career established itself as my brother. And so when the page of cups comes up, I often think of, and not always, but I often think of my brother And so I have noticed in readings, when I have the page of cups come up and I start describing my brother, people will go, wow, that's so crazy. You just totally described my, you know, so-and-so or whatever. And it's with such detail that it gets kind of weird and creepy, but there are a lot of like crossovers as human beings. We have similarities. And so, um, and that was like an, that was an assigned thing that I did like agreed with, with my deck. It's also really funny, too, that he's a page of cups because it's kind of a roast on my brother because the page, the pages are like children. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. There you I go. I perceive my brother as a child, a bird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome.
0: Um, So the suits, according to me, um, I see wands as an archetype. I see them as and I tend to talk about the suits like people. And I think that's because I'm most interested in people. Like I'm a people watcher, but on like an ultra intuitive spiritual level, I guess. Uh, So the wands to me represent an energy that is um, uh, rooted in fire. Again, that's my interpretation. Um, Some people say the wands are air and that's again up to you. Uh, So wands are rooted in fire to me. So if you think about what are fiery qualities or if you even you can link so many things into the tarot too. Like if you already have astrology knowledge, then link it in here. Then maybe the fire signs and you take everything, you know, from Aries and Leo and Sagittarius and you apply it onto wands. Like you can really play in this environment. However, um, feels easy for you. Like really follow what you already have equipped in your tool belt sort of thing. But the wands for me is a fire energy. So this is wands are responsible for passion, for impulse, for, um, activity, drive, ambition. Um, they are like the temper. They're the, like, if you think of anything that requires heat, so that can be, um, sexual desire, that can be passion, that can be motivation. They are the inspiration. Like they're the idea guys. Um, and they can't sit still. They're constantly moving. And again, think of a fire. A fire is constantly moving. It's like, like we can have still water. We can have still air. Definitely not still earth, but you can't have a still fire. Like it's always moving. And that's how wands people and the wands kind of category is. It's about movement. So it's all about communication. It's about actions, about getting things done. Um, They tend to be people that don't think hard. They're more of like an action. So they won't, they're really better paired with a swords or a pentacles energy because those are going to kind of like, direct their action into something more productive. And they're kind of like thinking, I guess, like it, uh, having that combination is really helpful. Um, and what I do too is like, I'd lo- I wish I could have a Venn diagram here because I could show you. <laughs> um, because uh, you kind of like, the, the wands are like diagonal across from pentacles, meaning that pentacles energy is very good for wands, but they aggravate each other. So they are opposites in that they will aggravate each other, but they will also, they need each other. So there's like, I, I, and I love relationship dynamics in, in tarot. I have a specific reading called relationship mapping, which is exactly what that's about. It's like, come in, let's talk about you, how you operate. Let's get to know what, you you know your default settings are and what you're motivated by and then let's look at this other person in your life who you may just really love and you want deeper connection with or maybe you struggle with them and let's talk about why let's talk about their default settings are and how and usually this is coming up or oftentimes it's coming up if we're in um, a state of conflict with this person it's because our the aspects of our personality are for some reason misaligning and you can misalign with any suit it's just like how and why and you know kind so of how the aggregate Love <laughs>
1: that. That's so fascinating. So continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: No, not at all. So this is what I mean. I'm like, oh, see, it might be too much. Okay. No, no. no.
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> ever think that nothing is too much.
0: No, oh, I. Just, I don't <laughs> know, man. Like are you. <laughs> I no, even I got. <laughs> My pacing of how fast I'm talking. I've even tried to like slow it down a little bit. But I I like to joke. I'm like, I'm ADHD friendly. You know, if I I talk this fast and then people can (laughs) be paying attention.
1: To me, that's just indicative of you're passionate about what you're talking about, which I appreciate. I can totally get on that too, where it's like get this out. It's so exciting.
0: Hundred percent A (laughs) hyperfixation, absolutely. Um so, and speaking of ADHD, that would come up in wands. Like, if if I yeah. if I was sensing that my sitter was ADHD, probably I'm getting a lot of wands energy or, you know. That's and so and cool. As you read more, too, it doesn't always come up perfectly, like, on a card. And I will have occasional, I actually think they're so cute, when I have sitters come and they'll, I'm like, okay, like, because I do my reading and then, you know, usually I'll ask, like, do you have any questions? And, and I've had sitters come and they ask me one by one what each card means. <laughs> Oh wow! it's so cute I think it's hilarious but it's a it's for me it doesn't quite work like that like I'll do it I will go okay uh because it's like oh I can tell you what that card means but I can also tell you what that card means isn't necessarily how it showed up in your reading like so in your here it's so that usually I could just revert to the reading I go okay well in that card it means this but in your reading I used it to unravel this message and they're again they collaborate with me but they also collaborate with each other and this you know it's painting a whole picture so i don't but you start start by reading them one by one and then later you kind of read them almost like all together as like this love it big picture yeah yeah or e- even um think of it like music like you can have a you know do 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 or you have a chord doo, like where you play it all together that's sort of how you start you start with note by note and then you play a chord later and the chord oh, that's is Richer means more. It has, you know, it fills more space, that kind of a thing. Um, But the chord is separate or different, I guess, than an individual note, even though it's made up of those notes.
1: That's a beautiful way of explaining it. I love that. So yeah. what would be an example of like, say, a Cups personality? Like, give, a, give me a little bit of a rundown on that.
0: Oh, th- you know what? Honestly, though, so I'll, I'll, we'll go through these archetypes. And then that's actually my favorite exercise is that I yeah. leave people to go, okay, now that we've talked about these archetypes, go and archetype people. Like, go and yeah. say, oh, that, that movie character is totally a Cups. Or, oh, that person's totally a Wands. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Cersei is a Queen of Swords for sure for sure yeah. for sure maybe even a king of swords at times like um cuz the the way i read is there's no by bi- like there's no binary like the the kings and queens you could be women men it's really how the energy is presenting so a cups uh cups people are uh cups is a really beautiful suit i i'm frustrated by them as a swords person cuz that's my opposite but i need them because they're my opposite <laughs> uh cups people are Their like lot in life, whether they uh consciously recognize it or not, is that they're here to experience emotion at full volume, so they tend to feel things more intensely and more deeply than really anyone can understand. So, a where a wand might be fiery and haughty and have like a really hot temper, it also kind of like burns quick, it's like, and then they kind of move on. Um, a cops person is probably going to have to like that feeling is more like a tidal wave more like the ocean moving it's going to come in and it's going to flow out and it's going to come in and these are probably people that grew up being called sensitive or too sensitive um they're probably people that identify themselves as being an empath or are told that they're an empath and if they don't Uh, claim that those words exactly then they're the friend that everyone just naturally gravitates to when they just need someone to really listen and be with them in their feelings like cups people are really really great emotional alchemizers so when you are feeling big feelings and you go and hang out with your cups friend like you feel better because they just like sit there and go yeah that's hard because they're not natural problem solvers they're natural feelers so they're just going to sit with you and go oh Yeah. Oh, that's Uh sometimes they'll even feel it harder than you do. They'll be like, what did he say? Yeah, they'll be like, like, uh, like cancer is like a really good example of a cups person. And that cancers are like low key unhinged. Like, be careful what you tell a cancer because they will just like go off and commit murder on your behalf. That's so true. Yes, that's so true. Ride or die bestie is a cancer. Um, Oh my God. And then, uh, what else do we, cups are usually like, I think all suits are intuitive. Um, cups are just intuitive, maybe in the, uh, classic sense or whatever. Uh, same with like each suit can be artistic. It's just like how it's expressed. But the example, I guess I would give is a cups tends to be drawn to like arts and intuitive works and, you know, psychic world and all that stuff. And they're almost very, like, it's very blatant. Like they'd be an artist or they'd be a psychic or they'd be like, you know, a healer, that kind of thing. They're just really blatant. Whereas, for example, my dad says, he's like, well, I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Um, But my dad is a finishing carpenter and he makes kitchens. And to me, that is art like that but the expression is different right how and he's even recently made like Mm -hmm. charcuterie boards and they're beautiful and he still is like I'm not an artist he he thinks I'm an artist because I played music and it's like yeah but that's like a blatant expression of art it's just so it's kind of like how it's expressed but your cups would be the more blatant expression of intuitiveness um and uh like, and they're, they're a yin sign. So it's very feminine. It's very, like, receiving type of energy. Um, I also, I my roasts for cups is, like, they're not on time for anything. Like, they're very, like, they are not organized people. Like, and that's why they aggravate me as a swords person because I am organized and I like things in a timely manner and I want to plan. And, like, you cannot, like, you have to have your cups on a leash in order to get them to follow the plan. Like, they're not... <laughs> they just don't plan. No. But, you know, what's funny about cups is... As, as long as they feel cherished and honored, they love when you plan for them like they yeah. but they but they're like a little kid, you gotta corral them like you have to be there with them every step of the way. but they it. like it and that actually makes them feel very cared for and very contained and very safe mm-hmm. um as again, as long as it doesn't feel domineering or uh, making their natural essence wrong because that's another like important thing about all the suits is we all wind up in relationships where we are made to feel, kind of wrong for just being ourselves and um so if it's the cups they're kind of dealing with being too sensitive and uh you know they need to just get over it and that kind of a thing um not take things so seriously get a thicker skin that's kind of what they're dealing with um the wands are, uh, they ask too many questions and they're too much. The wands are too much. You're too much. You're too big. You're too, you're too everything. You ask too many questions. You talk too much. You talk too fast. They're, it's just, they're too much. Swords are, um, they're too abrasive. Like they're, you're, you're mean is probably what a swords is going to hear. You're mean. They're going to grow up thinking that they are cold and uh, unfeeling and and none of that's true. Mm -hmm. And then pentacles are lazy and this is all lies, right? So this is is just the stuff we're growing up with being told that kind of embeds in our head, even though it's part of our nature, but it's someone misunderstanding our nature. So pentacles are lazy and stubborn and um, unyielding and lacking communication skills. And anyway, so those are just some of the tropes that we can kind of fall into. And so it's part of like why I love reading tarot for people is is actually explaining about you back to you is sitting with you and going like, Hey, like you're a cup. So this is like a part of who you are. This is your makeup. So someone calling you too sensitive is just them not understanding who you, you are not too sensitive. You are you and Mm -hmm. you being you is amazing. And, um, explaining someone like how they are to them is like such a privilege. <laughs> I love to do it so much because the way I have like seen people's faces just shift in like self-compassion for going, "Oh my gosh, I've not it's I've not been wrong this whole time. This is just I just wasn't understood." Aww. And or I, you know, uh because if we we have different priorities in the suits and the archetypes, right? If we even just talk about the wands and the cups like we've talked about so far, Wands, their priority is action and movement and passion. And cups, their priorities are feelings, compassion, and emotions, and um, sensitivity, and um, nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, swords, their uh, priorities would be organizing, strategizing, um, contemplation, detail, orientation, um like they're like the person in the world that's kind of like thinking, okay, what's next? Like, and we need them. We need the people that are thinking about what's going to happen and they're calculating. And then there's uh pentacles and their job is to materialize to, they're also a very nurturing energy. Um, And I, I always kind of like joke that pentacles are like the softer version of swords because they're also uh, organized. They're not as forward thinking. Um, they're creating structure, stability, reliability, and that's kind of their priorities. Um, and so everybody's got their priorities. If we grow up in an environment where, okay, say I have a parent that is like, Um, I appreciate, you know, reliability and structure and, and building things. And so they're like pentacles energy and they have a kid who's a wands energy. That's like about passion and movement and going and changing and trying new things. They're just innately not going to understand each other. So the pentacles might be like, you're doing it wrong. Like, this is how we (laughs) create structure. This is, and it becomes a really neutral interaction. It's not like, that's the part that's mind blowing about understanding people is like, then when they make weird decisions or like hurt your feelings or do something you can understand like oh it's not cuz they were being malicious or mean it's because what's important to them is not the same as what's important to me yeah. and understanding that about yourself understanding about that about the other person it just starts to shift the dynamic so that we cannot take everything personally about what's happened or interactions and we just start mm-hmm. to understand oh my priorities are different than your priorities because we have different innate energies That's so fabulous. No,
1: no, this is great. Like this is what I really wanted to explore with you because even just seeing on your Instagram and your stories and I was like, wow, that's really intriguing and such a unique way of looking at tarot and using tarot. I haven't seen anybody apply tarot in the suits to individuals the way you have. And I think it's so Fascinating. And I think a lot of people are going to enjoy that aspect to it, right? Because typically we're just thinking, oh, tarot readings, right? But we're not mm. thinking about how it can be applied in such an informative way when it comes to personalities and yourself and learning more about the people that surround you. So I think that's a really unique offering that you have. So can you give us an example of like, maybe a personal experience you've had where you just were like, yeah, okay, this is a cups person, or this is that person. And it helped you like, what kind of brought on this whole relationships and the suits for
0: you? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know where it started and I don't know when it started. Um, but I, I will, I'm still going to answer this. So I don't know for sure, but I do know, um, there was some of it that came up, there were some beginnings of it anyways, where I got a card that told me a lot about the person in front of me and getting say like a cups, you're like, oh, okay. So when I like, and initially, and I, I kind of don't think I was doing it consciously at first, but I was like, oh, um, so subconsciously I'm calculating and figuring this out. This person would best hear me if I am speaking to them with compassion, with sensitivity, with like a a generosity of, you know, grace and, um, versus like, if I had a person sit down in front of me and I'm like, Oh, this is a wands person. Well, I need to make their reading fun. I need to like, we need to Mm. laugh. I need to make fun of them a little bit. They'll like that. Like, (laughs) um, so I just kind of like started picking up on what my sitter's suit was and realized that it made it so much easier for me to, um, give them information and have it actually penetrate their mind and their body in a way that they can actually go out in the world and make a change or do whatever they want to do with it. Yeah. Then, if I just kind of like gave a, a reading, and then what I would notice is I'd get my suitor's suit, and then I would get someone in their life that aggravates them, <laughs> like, you know, a mother, mother in law, father, brother, whatever. And I'd be like, oh, and I could immediately tell what bothered them about that person so i start usually i start with a validation right oh hey like i'm seeing someone in your life and this is the way that they bother you here's like what's annoying about that and they're like yeah and that sucks and i and usually i'll ask people but it depends on the person because again what suit are you sometimes there's no bullshit i just like deliver straight (laughs) and then other times i'll ask but sometimes you ask like do you want to improve this relationship? Or are you, do you want, like, what do we want to do with this relationship? And that's your choice. Um, but then it's like, okay, cause I can give you guidance on how to peacefully move on from this relationship. I can give you guidance on how to more peacefully collaborate with this person. What's, what's your goals? Do you want, cause, and a lot of times because relationships do require both ends to be working, um, unless the other person is actually actively interested in reparation of the relationship, you can really only shift your own behavior. Like, you know, and that's like, we know that that's not new news. Right. But um, it's still helpful. I think to be able to sit down and go, okay, here's what's real. Like, here's what this person is, you know, like, here's what they can achieve And here's what they can achieve. Like, here's your, like, let's set the bar at a proper, appropriate level of expectation for what that person can or can't do and how, you know. So for instance, you can't make an abrasive person like feel less abrasive. All you can do is understand (laughs) that sandpaper is rough if you don't want to to have something rough on you, don't go near the sandpaper. It's like, so you just change your own actions as opposed, or you understand like, hey, you know, I can tolerate a little sandpaper (laughs) and then I'm going to go, you know? And so kind of do stuff like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly where it started, but I do remember it starting to happen outside of reading rooms, which I do try not to do this too much because it can be a little bit, much, but I was talking to someone and their suit popped into my head. I was like, "Oh, you're a so and so." I didn't say that, <laughs> but yeah. I just started talking to them like their suit. I was like, "Oh, well, you'll more easily communicate this way." So I just started talking to them, and it feels like being like bilingual in a way. I'm like, "Oh, I can just jump," you know. I have like a first <laughs> awesome. language, and then I like can jump around into other languages, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I it's love cool.
1: that. That's so cool. Well, and I think that's such a amazing tool to have in your arsenal. You know, like I had another lady on for my podcast a few episodes back and she does human design readings and it's it's similar, right? Because it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, you're identifying how this person operates and what's possible for them, what's not more likely for them. And you can really personalize that. And I think that's such a beautiful tool to have. So what you're saying is landing, (laughs) right? Yeah. And I even noticed like with my own sessions, like, when I'm channeling people's guides, it's amazing how it'll shift, right? It'll be mm-hmm. like, depending on the guide and their sassiness level and what they'll <laughs> want to tell the person, but then also like how it's delivered. It's so crazy. The extremes that can happen where it's like, Oh, this person's got, we got to really nurture and love them up. And then this other person's like, you really need the like straight shooter version. of like, <laughs> We're going to come down on you hard a little bit. Cause you need this. And it's just interesting how if we really listen to that hunch and learning like the suit archetypes, like you're explaining, you know, those little tools can be so helpful in enriching our relationships. Like, I think that's such a wonderful thing.
0: Have you ever had an interaction with someone's guide where you're like, I can't say that? Out loud. yes yes
1: <laughs> most definitely <laughs> most definitely I really learned to just trust it though like in the beginning I was like oh my god how do I say this <laughs> and I'd have to like try to like articulate it but now I'm just like no this if it's coming through this way they're meant to hear it this way and so you just kind of have to roll with
0: it <laughs> 100% <laughs> but yes 100% You're like whoa that's a surf <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've definitely had some sassy ones and I love those because like, it's just so fun. Like they just have that fun, spunky energy and it's, it's fun to always channel those ones. (laughs) 100%.
0: Yes. Yes. I love a good, I love a good sassy guide. My guides are really sassy and they like, they play kind of practical jokes sometimes.
1: I could see Ugh. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, um, and I've had, I feel so validated when I have other people do a reading and they like talk into my network and they're like, wow, that's a sassy group. You got <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, yes they are. <laughs> I love it.
1: I love it. I know I have, um, so my Nana, I always call her Nana. Um, she is super sassy and like my other guys are very like, sweet and kind. Cause I need that. I'd say I'm probably a cups person. Cause I'm very emotional and that I need it put very gently to me.
0: <laughs> so, so I was gonna, I was going to peg you as a cup. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: And my guides are usually a little bit more gentle with me, which I'm very grateful for. But my Nana, I always know when my Nana is coming in. Cause it's just like, what the hell are you doing? You got to fix this. You got to do this. And it's just like very straight shooter. <laughs> yep. which I love and I appreciate that too right I think sometimes we need that tough love and we need that like straightforward approach and speaking of that like linking that with tarot like I actually find tarot is so amazing for that when it's like mm-hmm. you need the tough love sometimes and sometimes that can be intimidating with tarot because it, it will show you <laughs> it's like yeah you're doing this or yeah let's let's cor- course correct here and sometimes mm-hmm. we have to have that openness and it can be intimidating right I think maybe for cups people perhaps <laughs>
0: it's oh, like, oh, for, yeah and for yeah, everybody honestly it's it's really again that's more down to like perception like because if you True. give a swords yes. person bad news they're like no, well yeah they are probably of all the suits they're probably going to take it the best pentacles maybe also a close second there um but a swords person can uh be like they can be really prone to anxiety and depression. So yeah. if you give a swords person bad news, they're like, Great, well, I may as well die now. My life is over. <laughs> like they're just very <laughs> yes. So they can be very pragmatic, but they can also be very doom and gloom. And you you know give a pentacles person bad news and they look like that cartoon where their eyes get really big and the water line like comes in the <laughs> bottom and the lip bottom lip quivers. That's when you give a pentacles person bad news. And then Aww. a cups person is just like a puddle; they just dissolve. They don't even make it to the wide-eyed part where they have the lip vibrating. They're just a mess. And then same with w- wands is also just a little bit of a mess. Just very reactive. Anyways, yes. Uh, but yes, I would. Uh, I was gonna peg you as a cups person as well, so mm-hmm. I I think that's a good one. And there's a. Um, uh, so remember when I talked about the reading level, see Jane run, Jane yeah. runs fast. So you start by archetyping because the number one question I get messaged when I put out those videos about uh, swords, wands, and they're like, how do I know what suit I am? Yeah. And so if you're on social media, uh, the best way is to like, listen to the descriptions and like, I'm going to put out the I put out memes and I label them with like, this was something a swords person would say. This is something Mm -hmm. a wands person would say. And there's always going to be a little crossover because you have access to all four suits at all times. Like you are all four elements all the time. Um, So in certain ways, but you're going to notice that maybe some of them resonate more, that there's going to be like some that sound a little more like you or some that like hit hard and you're like, oh, oh, that's a little familiar. So it's like, if you're on this, if you're on social media, it's, self-diagnosis you kind of just go that sounds like me I think that's me and then you just keep listening and watching and then you know so it's self-identification or um you can come for reading and I can like kind of vibe it out and it's funny because I've had a couple people uh do that and one woman b- booked in and she's like I really want to know my suit she books in <laughs> and I'm like oh no and I so I'm like are you are you a single mom and she's like yes I was like yeah you are all suits like you don't have a suit because Like, And I've had that happen with more than one single mom. They're not a suit because they they literally have to be everything. Like they have to be the income earner. They have to be the homemaker. They have to be like the boo-boo kisser. They have to be Mm -hmm. the discipline. Like they have to be everything. So their suit almost gets like washed out unless the only way I can kind of dig it out is unless they have a lot of unresolved childhood stuff and I can actually dig out the childhood wound and go, ah, I see like, when we are talking earlier about that rejection of like, if you have a pentacles parent and a wands kid and the pentacles parent is trying to parent the kid, like, Hey, this is how we do life. Not understanding the nature of the kid. Uh, if you carry that wound, then you'll carry the like, "Ow,ie," of I was never allowed to be myself. And then that is something I can dig out. But in this person's case, she was just all, I was like, you're just, you're just everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe it'll be different later, but right now you're just that, all of them um, multi That was
1: actually like one of my questions too is like could you be like multiple suits because like I even know with um, astrology like technically I'm a cusp so I have both aspects of two sides yeah. so I was curious about that like with suits does it
0: carry over that way as well? So me like having this conversation with you and doing what I shouldn't do, but I'm like, okay, she's a cups, but what's her undertones? So the way I read people, um, and again, get the, get the archetype first, the dominant archetype, and then the next reading level, it's like trying not to overwhelm people here is I see what I call, I call subsuits. So I'd say, okay, your dominant suit is cups and you'd have a subsuit of, and I'm like, mm, I want to say wands, but like for you, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'd have to, I have to sit with it a little bit more because the subsuit is a little bit more nuanced. And, um, you could like, I could see you having a subsuit of pentacles, but I have to like, yeah, I'd have to like dig in a little bit harder. Um, maybe yeah. like actually open something up on you kind of a thing and see how you deal with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would tell me more about your subsuit. So I see people with a dominant and then a substitute and that essentially goes, okay, you're mostly this type of energy. And then you also like have vibes of this other type of energy, I guess, kind of like you were yeah. saying, like a cusp sort of um, thing, but yeah, we're definitely all, we're all like a conglomeration of like, if you were going to take a test, you would actually and the, get the results. You wouldn't be like, you're a cups. You'd be like, you're 60% cups and 20% wands and <laughs> yes. 10% swords. Like that's how it would look yes. um, more than it would be like, you're just this. If that it was, makes if a it were lot being, of sense. I've actually wanted to, I have no idea how to do this, but, but because I've been asked so many times, what's your suit mm-hmm. or what's my suit? Uh, I wanted to make like a little like quiz, like, and yeah, yeah. And I was like, going to say, I'm
1: like, you should make one. Cause that would be phenomenal. I'm sure people would love that.
0: <laughs> I'll have to figure out how to do that because I think that would be fun. And I would do it with the results and percentages so that you weren't like, you weren't just you know you were given yeah. you probably given a dominant one but even if someone comes up 50/50 then they'd understand oh well that's why i relate to so many of those memes because i'm kind of like e- almost equal parts this and that kind of a thing i love I, it i get so confused on my own suit um a lot so i i do identify as dominant swords and i would say most of the time i tell you i oh i feel dominant swords sub wands yeah um but i'm like Mm, sometimes I feel dominant swords, sub cups. Sometimes I feel you know. it's So it kind of shifts around. And then there's been times I'm like, maybe I'm a Pentacles because of the mix <laughs> of things. And anyways, yeah, it's just well, it's funny.
1: exactly. And you're always evolving and growing. And that's like one thing I've really learned too. Like so for years, I thought I was a certain sign before I even knew there was such a thing as cuffs, cusps, um, in astrology. And so I was like, yeah, that's all me. And then as sometimes I do these tests and they come back the other sign. And I was like, I'm not that sign. I'm not that sign. And then as I started moving more into different avenues in life, I was like, Oh, I'm really that sign. Really that sign too. And it's so funny how like you just said that where it's like, you sometimes are like, Oh, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that, but it's like a beautiful combination of all the energy, right? It's Mm -hmm. And exploring that in yourself. And I think that's what's so fun about like the spiritual path and self-discovery. It's, it is, it's a total discovery of yourself and appreciating all the different attributes of you that make you special and how you perceive and move through life. So I think that's really cool to have, you know, someone like yourself to go to and be like, okay, I really don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And to have someone to give you that more feedback and be like, well, what about this? Or this is what I'm getting. And it kind of gives you that beautiful foundation to build from. So I think having like a website where you could go and like do a little quiz would be cool. (laughs)
0: cool. I I will explore that. Yeah, you definitely should. I I have to figure out what kind of questions to ask.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a whole fun, creative project for you. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. All right. I'll put it on my 2024 list of things to do. Absolutely should. But it's it's so interesting, like, like um okay so you said you didn't fully identify as your one sign so this is like that's another kind of thing where you can go there's like the tip of the iceberg and then there's the rest of it cuz my husband yes. is a virgo sun but if you met him and you know the archetype virgo you're like no what and but he has a sagittarius stellium and so oh. if he read like sagittarius stuff he'd probably resonate deeper with it But his Virgo is there. It's still there because he's also very detail-oriented and kind of anal retentive and like certain things done a certain way and whatever. So he's got the Virgo-ness, it comes out. But he's got the Sag Stellium. So he tends to present more Sag qualities. And so when, you know, you start with your like, you know sun moon rising or whatever and then well you start with your sun and then you're like oh okay and then you learn your sun moon rising and you're like oh oh okay that's even more nuanced that even yes. starts to and then you keep going yes
1: like, there's a saying. whole little rabbit hole you can descend into infinite infinite <laughs> so wormhole. fascinating well i'd love to chat with you about your ways of using tarot, because I think just like for beginners, this will be such an enlightening podcast for, um, so are there certain practices that you do like before you use your cards, after you use your cards, what's your like process of during, like, what is your process of using your tarot deck?
0: I'm a, a very, um, pragmatic, practical, like busy person. So <laughs> it's very, very, uh, un Fancy. Um, so my, my, I have, uh, I kind of jokingly refer to it as like my open sign. So I have a candle that I light and that's like, okay, we're on for business here. Like (laughs) open. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, so I light my candle, um, and then I'll usually cleanse my deck. So by way of smoke cleansing or energy clearing, anyways, some sort of like clearing just to make sure it's sort of reset for myself or whoever I'm reading for. And if I'm reading for someone, I tend to do like kind of a little prayer, which is more or less like, please don't let this suck. Like, it's not, (laughs) it's not very formal. Um, Usually it's something along the lines of like, please allow this reading to hold value for that person. Please allow there to be a balanced energy exchange because I want to make sure that they are getting everything that they need. And I also, I don't want to leave drained more than I should be for the amount that I'm being paid. So I was like, I want this to feel balanced and them to feel happy and me to feel happy. Um, And you know, protected and grounded and that kind of uh, thing is kind of all woven into the that's sort of like my little starting ritual, but it's very brief, obviously. Right. All that takes maybe a couple minutes to do. And then closing ritual, I need to be better (laughs) because I tend to like, uh, it's maybe my wand's energy. I tend to be like, okay, now the next thing, like I gotta go. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm being good, (laughs) then what I'm doing is I'm closing, I'm regrounding and, uh, drinking water going pee is actually a really good part of closing uh ritual and essentially thanking the space and maybe clearing my deck again, but I do clear it at the beginning of every time. So I don't necessarily always see the point in clearing it twice, but yes. you know, if you want to, I, again, what's your spiritual hygiene? Mine's not great. So <laughs> like I'm a little stinky on the spiritual side of things. So no, I, everybody's I really, no, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Not at all. It's uh, anyways, it's, I think, um, again, the phase of life that I'm in, I have two small boys. I have a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old. So I definitely need and want my spiritual practices to fit in my life. And, um, if things feel too overwhelming or lengthy, I will avoid them. So I try, just try to make it so that I can still have contact with my spiritual practices. And uh, yeah, sometimes life doesn't always allow for something lengthy. So mine are very concise. Um, and I do need to get better. Like that's a self accountability. Like I do need to get better about closing because I do tend to like forget. And also I'm on the high of the reading. I love reading so much. <laughs> They're so much fun. And so yes. if I have a client present with me, like in person, I like walk them out the door and and say goodbye and all that stuff and, and then I'm like, okay, and now I'm gonna make lunch or whatever. I just forget, but I'm like so happy if it went well, and it's there and I go. haven't had very many bad ones. When they're bad, they're, I usually call a friend and I just go, oh, I had a bad reading. It was so bad.
1: Aww. no, I I love that because. I'm really big advocate on intention because it's like it's all in your intention. And I I've even noticed for myself it's like when you're done, Mm -hmm. when you've set the intention, it's done, right? Mm -hmm. And so unless there's like an energy that you really need to clear or whatever, most of the time I I'm done, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And you can move forward. But I think we have to start approaching our spiritual path with that practicality, because let's face it, most of us have things going on. Most of us are going to avoid it if it's a big drawn out thing. So I really love that approach of being practical with it. And as long as you have the intention, that's it. So it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. it'll be, and sometimes I find we can really read into having to do step-by-steps and I'm not a step-by-step person. I'm like, but I just want to do this. <laughs> yes. Like, it's very, it's very cups of you. Is that okay? Yeah. Cause I'm just like, I just, I feel like doing it this way or I, ha- I'm not a big rules person. <laughs> so,
0: yes. It's very cups of you. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Makes sense. Cause yeah, I just know. Like, oh, me dead. naturally
0: drawn to structure. Nah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think like that's why I really wanted to do a podcast about cards because you know when I first started my spiritual path like I was very closed off. I I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know who to trust to go for advice when I was starting. And when I first got a deck, I was like this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to shovel it. Whatever I need to know is going to fly out. And it did. It was just like, there you go. Mm -hmm. And I had no structure. I had no idea what I was doing, but I got exactly what I needed. Yeah, And I thought that was so fascinating is the universe is always going to provide what you need and trusting that, you know? So it's like, if things are overwhelming, then you know, okay, like maybe I need to simplify this. Maybe I need mm-hmm. to just trust and let it flow. And that was like such a learning moment for me. in my journey was just learning to let it flow and approach the cards in a way that feel resonant with yourself, mm-hmm. as opposed to what someone's told you to do, <laughs> you know, because I've definitely been had moments where I'm like, oh, no, that's not how I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's like, but it worked for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And finding that unique way that resonates for you as an individual. So, I love how you're breaking this down for us and you're giving us this like realness because it's like, yeah, some of us just we don't have time or we don't feel called to do it that way and we have to just trust it, right?
0: Yeah, and I another thing I've seen, so I like that you're saying that too, is that um the universe or source or whatever the fuck we're working with is working with us like working with us where we're at. So like for instance there's some debate around introducing young people or kids to tarot like is it going to be too intense? I don't think it will be um because it comes to you at your level. So if you're a brand new reader, you're probably not going to get a reading about someone's adultery and or, you know, bankruptcy or like you're not going to probably be dealing with really really heavy themes as a brand new reader mm-hmm. probably not mm-hmm. Um and so because some people get freaked out by that well I don't want to see someone dying I'm like well you, you probably won't though like because it's, it's <laughs> if, especially if you don't want to like if you're you're kind of saying like I don't want to see that and you're kind of creating almost that energetic boundary or intention or whatever and so you probably won't unless you're doing the thing in your head where you're like, I don't want to see it, but I do, you know, (laughs) like, like, unless you're looking for that confirmation bias, which some of us do subconsciously, then probably you won't see that. Um, and it's so easy like to, before you open cards, you can say, I don't want to know about like you, you don't even have to say it (laughs) out loud, which is kind of crazy. Um, I went in for a reading And I was really skeptical. This was before I did any readings. And I, I, my friend made me go, it's actually like my tarot origin story. It's kind of funny, but I remember going in and I was like, I don't really believe any of this, but I don't want to hear anything about my work. I'm not in a place where I can hear anything about what I'm doing for work. I just, I can't handle it. And she, this woman did not talk a word other than saying what I did for a living. She didn't say a word about my work. And so I think it's because when I went in, I, I, was really intentional about going like, I don't want to talk about that. That's not on the list. I can't handle it. I think I know what she's going to say or what could she could say. And I don't want to hear it. I'm not ready. And I think that was a good choice at that
1: time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's energetic, energetic intention is really, really powerful. Um, But I will advocate as well for um, spiritual hygiene practices, but consider it an evolution. Like if you're not like right, me right now, even my physical hygiene is not top notch because of my life situations, right? Like I don't get to wash my hair as often as I wish I did. And I don't do my makeup as much as I'd like. Like all those things are have shifted because of my life dynamics. So of course my spiritual hygiene is going to shift as well. Yes. And it's not that it's not important. It's that it's what it is right now. And it's, you know, there's no gatekeeping for spirit, like you can go and access your connection at any time, no matter how ungrounded or whatever you are, you know, and I think um, that spirit meets you where you're at. And so sometimes you may not have these profound experiences because, you know, maybe the environment is not facilitating those. So again, that's okay, too. You're not wrong or bad for having that look the way that it looks right now. It's it's where it's at. and. Um, to me, source is also like the parent that we never had, or it's it is the perfect parent. It's like seeing you in your nature, like in your cup's nature. Okay, she doesn't really do structure. So there's no point in us enforcing structure for her, um, unless, and this is where you might notice it, unless you're resisting it. Like you are you resisting like learning a structure, or are you resisting, then you might get you know pushed by a uh, source into it but mostly cuz it's like they're you're trying to they're trying to give you a skill they're trying to like hey this is helpful for you you don't have to go crazy but um like something i've noticed for cups is you guys shouldn't have structure but you should have rhythm so when we think about a song like, and you like sit into the song, there is this, like, there is a sit, st- certain steadiness, but the melody flows. It might be all over the place. And that's what cups should be is like, you can go anywhere you want to, but then there's something like, but we know when the chorus is coming. We know when the verse is coming. Like, there should be a little bit of rhythm in your approach to things if you're feeling chaotic. And that's kind of yes. one of my go to recommendations for cups people is if they're feeling really chaotic, don't do structure, do rhythm.
1: Yes. No, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And absolutely. I think it is necessary to do your practice the way that feels good, but also once again, challenging yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Right. Cause that's on the whole other thing. Right. Sometimes we need to have that little push to be like, oh, okay, maybe I am doing this or I need to be more proactive about this. And listening to those intuitive cues, because a lot of times we'll get that, we'll get that awareness where it's like, Oh, I actually feel drawn to do this after a session or do this before. And Mm -hmm. just listen to that, like, listen to those little hunches where it's like, okay, this I'm being encouraged and feeling like I want to actually try or do. And I think that's, what's so beautiful about the spiritual journey is you will get what you need. (laughs) You will get what you need. You'll get told what you need in some Mm -hmm. way or another. So I think this is so beautiful. I really appreciate you being here with us today and sharing some of your insights into tarot, into personalities and relationships. So where can um, listeners find you?
0: I am on all the social medias, but the one I'm definitely most... The one I keep up with is Instagram. Um, I'm at Tanya Ryan XO and you can email me. My website is probably another simple way is Tanya dot
1: Amazing. And do you have any closing messages for our listeners today?
0: Oh my gosh, just that this was so fun. And I'm so grateful (laughs) that you asked me to be here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I just, any opportunity I get to hyper fixate on tarot and talk about it with a willing and captive audience is just such a gift. (laughs) So thank you for giving me that platform and even just letting me like sit in your energy and kind of feel you out which has been really really fun good Uh, so just (laughs) you're
1: welcome no I'm kidding
0: (laughs) that's awesome thank you no it it was so great thank you so much
1: good you're so welcome thank you for being here All right, friends, definitely check out Tanya and her work. Um, I will link her website and her information below. So please give her a like, a follow. And if you want to learn more about the suits, definitely watch her social media. It's so fascinating. All right, guys, have a beautiful and blessed day. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.